0: Welcome to Lush Love, the podcast. I'm Andrea Balboni, and as a sex, love, and relationships coach, it is my mission to help intelligent, heart-centered, soulful women find love, keep it, and thrive in it. I'll have special guests along the way as we go on a full-spectrum exploration of intimacy, One of the most challenging and beautifully blissful aspects of being human. Welcome in and enjoy the journey. Hello, and welcome to Lush Love, the podcast. I'm Andrea Balboni, a sex, love, and relationships coach for individuals and couples ready to experience real love, healthy, intimate relationships, and pleasure and passion that lasts over time. I'm here today with couples therapist, Louisa Koss, and family lawyer, Suzanne Todd. Louisa works with individuals and couples too. She runs a therapy practice in Southeast London, and she, like me, is very interested in the evolution of modern relationships. And so I've asked her to join me today in conversation with family lawyer, Suzanne Todd, about conscious uncoupling. What that might mean for married couples looking to divorce, well, consciously. Welcome in, Suzanne. Thank you. It's a
1: pleasure to be here.
0: Suzanne's got her finger on the pulse when it comes to the continually evolving space of family law. She's been a solicitor at Withers Law Firm in the City of London since 1999, where she heads the Withers Premier Family Law and Trust and Estate and Inheritance Teams. And while she is universally recognized in the marketplace as an expert in conflict resolution, with more accolades than we've time to recount, She's also been named in the Tatler Address Book as a conscious uncoupler. So our assumption is that today we might have a different kind of conversation than one might usually have when discussing standard divorce law with a highly experienced lawyer. Is that right, Suzanne?
1: So thank you. first of all, thank you both very much for asking me to join you for this conversation. I'm very excited about it. I I think what I love about being a family lawyer is I have lots of different hands. So one of that, I'm trained as a mediator and as a collaborative lawyer, I can litigate, I can negotiate. But what has been amazing over the last five years is the movement towards, hopefully, people wanting to do things in a more holistic way for the family. Trying to keep the children at the centre of everything and remembering that quite often it's the people who are not in the room who are the most important people. you know, the phrase was was coined by Gwyneth and Chris many 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 years ago um and there is a is a way to move a family through this process in a holistic way that instead of i sort of talk about people going through sniper row with leads coming in at different sides when people are in that high conflict situation but in a in a more gen, it's not it's not an easy process consciously on couple it's very hard there are still very hard conversations and things that have to be tackled but hopefully they can be tackled and addressed in a way that is positive with the 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 moving forward and everybody moving forward in mind rather than looking back
2: right so it's it's a much more conscious approach and trying to do things in a in a in a calmer way perhaps yeah
1: Sometimes they're shouting and sometimes there's tears, but that's part of life's roller coaster and emotions. But I think it's that what I find in those sort of situations is we are thinking about every single word that we use and how those words land, because if you have three individuals in the room with you together rather than what we would sort of traditionally have people on opposing sides as it were, you have to think very, very carefully about how you phrase something when you say it, and, and how that's what, you know, how the people in the room with you are going to respond. So that in itself is very different, right? So you work with both the
2: parties at the same time, is that?
1: So in that, so my partners, Claire Blakemore and Diana Parker, were the brainchild that we're behind, the withers on couple model. Mm. And the individuals who go through the process, it's the husband and wife, or it, maybe it's a mother and partner, It's it's everybody is together. And that's the same if you are mediating, which I think also is a conscious, you know, a conscious coupling way as well, because mediating is trying to look at things in a calmer way. So if you're me, if I'm a mediator, I have the the husband and wife with me. It's just me in the room with them. If I'm doing a collaborative law process, which is the two lawyers and the two clients together in the room, then again, it's working with the couple together rather than me in one room with my clients and then somebody else in the other room with their client.
2: Right.
0: So does a couple generally decide before beginning any of the discussions with you and your team um, if they're going to go through the process as a in the conscious way or if they're going to go through it in the, the other way? And can it change in the middle of the process? And has it? What happens?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think the vast majority of people I see in the first meeting want things to be done amicably and sensibly and in the least stress free and the the least you know least expensive way possible. so I think a lot of people start with that idea very quickly unfortunately because, because things happen that path is not necessarily one that they're going down. there's a big push at the minute in the family law market for the sort of one couple uh, one lawyer approach. So there are lots of new things coming on to the market. Um, Resolution, which is the Family Lawyers Association, have just started their model, which is Resolution Together, which is a very positive um name for a model. And, and with that as well, the lawyer works with the, the husband and wife you know, together to get them through the process. So does it need to be officially declared before the process begins? Yeah. So... People will quite often come to us because they've Googled and they've seen the process or they've heard about the process from someone else. And I think what is important at the start of the process is that for the individuals to think about, do they want something they have control over? Do so they want to have control over the outcome. So an, an out of court situation, whether that's conscious uncoupling, whether it's mediation, collaborative law, or the other side of the fence is effectively somebody making a decision about you and your karma. So that's the court process, arbitration, and all of those sort of things. It is perfectly possible, Andrea, to do both at the same time. So you can be mediating at the same time as you are in a court process. So you, if you think about it as sort of two different trend tracks. but I think for those who want to do collaborative law, the lawyers have to promise to step out of the arena if an agreement cannot be reached. So I can't go to court with you as your collaborative lawyer because i have promised to try and sort things out in a holistic way and not to be combative and and you know be in front of a court and that's quite a strong negotiating clue if you get very close to an agreement and then someone goes no i don't want to do that <laughs> it you know it can make people sort of take a deep breath and go do i really want to new lawyers do i want to tell my story again do i have to you know Family clients tell us so many things, and, and the same with both of you with your therapy and coaching hats on. Individuals tell us so many things that they haven't told their parents, their best friends, their sisters, their brother, you. So it's a, it's a very personal relationship that's established.
2: And it must be difficult, I guess, as, as uh, once you, you get to that point of resolution, right? And, and then one, one of, of, sometimes both parties decide, this is not what we want
1: anymore. That must be really tough to let all that good work go. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Thankfully, I haven't had any collaborative cases that have fallen apart so far, she says, touching wood. <laughs> and can you see when you first
0: meet a couple, what path might be best for them? Do you get kind of like a sense for it
1: or? Ab- absolutely. And I think, you know, the more and more I do this job, the the, the better sense. I. I always wish I had done a psychology course at the beginning of my career as a family lawyer. Maybe I'll have time at the end of my career as a family lawyer because so much of what we do, we've got the law, we have to apply the law to, to unpack the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. So much of what we do is working out what people's personalities are, how they will respond, where the children fit into it, the psychology, the emotions, you know, all of those sort of things because the reality is, the emotions in the room, you, know, are what's going to sort of predict or dictate what might happen as they both go through this journey together. So, if you think about the fight or flight mode, you know some people will be in sheer panic and fear, and they don't know what is going to happen. You know the uncertainty of the future. Other people are already 95 meters down the 100 meter track. They've, they've gone through all of that process, and so so our job is to to get them both to sort of the same place on the one hundred meter track, so we can get them to reach a resolution. And so we're not always right, to be fair. But you know, we but part of our job is to gu- guide people into what we hope is is the right process. It's mm-hmm. quite
0: a task. Mm-hmm. It is quite a
1: task. <laughs> and I know Lou had
0: a question, and I I think we discussed it to uh, Suzanne another time, which was
1: you also work alongside therapists at times. Absolutely. I, I am a great believer in, when people are going through these journeys, I'm a great believer in people having their pillars of support. Yeah. And for some people, that will be family, friends. For some people, that will be a doctor with medication. The lawyers will be part of those pillars of support, but therapists and counselors are really important as, as part of that, so those pillars of support that people surround themselves with. And I think One of the challenges with the modern world is there is so much noise out there about Mm -hmm. divorce. That, you know, if you start to Google like it inundated, and every single family unit is different. And every single situation is different. And this might have happened to this person and this might have happened to this person, but but you have to bring it back to your family, where they live, how they've lived. Do they have one child? Three children. You have. Know, they been together for one year. Fifty-five years. You. know I've got a seventy-nine-year-old client at the minute. You. Know, it's. 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 It's very different for everyone. And I. I. I firmly believe it in bringing in the experts. I am not trained as a therapist and counselor. Moreover, I am a very expensive therapist and counselor with no training. So I much prefer. <laughs> For the right people to be do it using their right skill set to support you know the client through the process.
2: Have you ever, or do you, do you ever get to a, a point sometimes when you realise actually this couple would benefit from a bit of therapy before continuing the
1: process of separation? I I, I the first one of the first it's a really good point. One of the first questions I always ask is, do you think this relationship can be rescued? Mm. You yeah, and if so. You know, you know here are potential counselors therapists sometimes it's family therapy that's needed because it's you know children as well as as well as the adults um you know sometimes and you will know this much better than me it goes right back to people's childhood and what has happened to them even before they've met their husband or wife or partner or whatever it happens to be
2: and I think interesting, it just made me think that sometimes the other way around is always true, that I get couples that come for therapy that I realize, actually, I think this is over.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And what is, what is really interesting, isn't it? Because people, quite understandably, can be very cautious about pulling that sticking plaster off and, and, you know, feeling the pain and moving forward. But you would be able to empower them and give them the skills and be alongside them as they make that decision and, and work it out. Because quite often if those decisions are made, while they're still able to talk, and yes, there will be pain and animosity and conflict, if if that safe space has already been created for them, then hopefully they could take those things to, to that safe space, which means it doesn't spill over into the legal process.
0: It sounds like the landscape's really shifting and that there are a lot of different options now for couples, whether it's the collaborative law process or it's conscious uncoupling or it's the traditional route. I'm wondering how can a couple decide what What are the nuances of difference between collaborative law, conscious uncoupling? Um, I'm not sure if there was mediation.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think a lot of it has to deal has to deal with the feeling of balance of power or imbalance of power. So if you have someone who it feels a bit afraid, then the collaborative law process works really well because you've got your lawyer beside you. The mediation process sometimes doesn't work because one person feels that that other person, it, you know, if, if it's for the sake of argument, it's somebody who's used to being in business meetings all the time and someone who's been at home bringing up the kids and all that sort of stuff. There can be that not correct perception in with someone that that is that is not the right process. So I think it's and that goes back to your earlier point of you know, in those initial discussions. How do you work out what is the best way? And I think you're absolutely right in terms of the landscape changing, because you know if we roll back more than twenty years to when I started, there was basically court or voluntary, and that you know that was it, and all of these other. Options which I appreciate for clients must be overwhelming. Mm. So, in some ways, it's easier if there's option one or option two. And I think the other big thing that has changed in the landscape in the family law world in the last year is no fault divorce, which was brought in last year. And that has had, at the beginning of the process, certainly with the work that we do, we have seen people instead of starting at number 10 on the Richter scale because we had to blame this person and allege this and do this. And 99% of the time it had absolutely no bearing whatsoever on why a relationship had broken down. And now it's very calm. You literally say the marriage has broken down irretrievably. And that was the end of it. So mm-hmm. we've got rid of a lot of that angst at the beginning of the process. And what used to happen is that angst would then spill over into the arrangements for the children or how we were going to look at how the money was going to be divided, and all of those sort of things. So for the past twelve months and people can't defend divorce proceedings anymore. They're sort of two very specific ways in which they can. And people used to play games and say, I'm not going to allow you to divorce me and all of these sort of things. So those are now people might have views about civil rights and you know all of that sort of stuff, but but that I think that change has been very positive in the family world
2: and I think since you said playing games, even in deciding who needs to leave the home forest. and if I leave first, does that mean I'm, I'm to blame? And correct, absolutely mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I remember you speaking about the no-fault divorce change and being, yes, this is uh, so long overdue. Things are yeah. not and white. We do not live in a black and white <laughs> world by any far stretch mm-hmm. of the imagination. So no, exactly, such great progress and really good to, to hear. The Shifting Landscape. And it will keep moving, it will keep moving. Uh, Yeah, as it should, I believe, if it's- it's, I agree. It doesn't mean that it's simpler, simpler to put a stick in the sand, but we are living in a complex world, ever more so every
1: day. Well, and and I think because there are so many international connections now as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think of, you know, the smorgasbord of nationalities that we have living in London, people's cultural approaches from home to all of this stuff has to be worked into everything as well so it makes a it makes a big difference and of course the joy for family lawyers of social media <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know, we it's didn't fun. have whatsapp or email or facebook or any of those things and um, you know, we always say to clients please please remember anything that you write could end up in front of a third party Mm-hmm. once you press end you have lost control mm-hmm. absolutely lost control and it's yeah and
2: it's ir- irretrievable, it's irretrievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes yeah so,
0: okay we are coming close to time
2: mm-hmm. so I
0: wanted to ask final parting words I know you had some words of advice <laughs> or good counsel I would say good
1: counsel. so I think for me knowledge is part. So, if you find yourself in a situation where you're not quite sure about the way forwards with your relationship, go and get some advice. Mm. Uh, you may do nothing with that advice for 20 years, but I think I think being forewarned so is forearmed, as they say, and that sounds quite combative. Where we're having a discussion here about a nice ways to on um, picking a relationship, but I think, and, and again because international angle you know quite often england is not necessarily the only place in which um a relationship can be dissolved so i think just get it getting yourself um fully up to speed with what is possible and then that helps an individual in terms of that thought process um as to how they might want to move forward yeah and sometimes i imagine yeah,
2: this advice will help uh, unblock something about the relationship as well right even indeed indeed where and how can people find out more
0: about you about withers i know you have a wonderful podcast that is this one's wonderful but you've been on another
1: wonderful <laughs> so we have uh we, we put together a podcast series with mariella frost about three years ago on love life and law mm-hmm. Um so you can find that on our modern relationships website page and if you google me there's also another suzanne todd who's a film producer in a california that's not me but i will come up <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, somewhere at the top and I promise I'm not the person who's the who's the Hollywood film director <laughs>
0: fantastic and we'll put all the ways to connect with you in the show notes as well so people can brilliant
1: get thank you both very much thank you thank Thanks you so take care <laughs> bye
0: That was such an
2: interesting conversation with Suzanne, and thank you so much for joining me, Lou. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for inviting me, and Suzanne, is really it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. And really, I think what we were saying was really showed how
0: the landscape is continually evolving. And so for couples, there are quite a lot of options if you do want to consider separation and divorce more gently and maybe more collaboratively.
2: It's really exciting that it's changing like this. It makes me hopeful, I think. Relationship, when I have couples in the room with relationships uh, reaching an end point, I feel really sometimes hopeless. But I think Suzanne gave me hope that it it doesn't need to be horrible.
0: No, absolutely not. If there are couples who want support, then Lou and
2: I are here. You can find Lou at... At uh, southlondontherapygroup.com.
0: And I am at lushcoaching.com as always. So be sure to be in touch. Stay tuned for the next episode and we
1: look forward to welcoming you back.